Hello, welcome to a daily live extra special today. Special. Well, it's on YouTube, so it wouldn't oh, be, wouldn't normally oh. be on, but I feel as though there's so much disarray at our football club at the moment. Um, it's bad enough with the the state of the team, um, the points returned, the style of football we're playing. That's bad enough. But when Shocking. you put everything else into the mix at the moment. It feels like we're getting battered from pillar to post. Yeah. Um, three hits. Three hits three everywhere. Three hits all round. Um, and we've encouraged it. Don't get me wrong. I don't we, think we've encouraged it. We've not stopped. Well, have we? we've encouraged it by allowing a circus to, to gather oh, around us. Yeah. Yeah. And therefore, that's it. Um, the latest story got you on in because obviously he's more qualified than certainly me to speak about this. But we've. The latest thing last night was at the news that 777 have given Everton a loan. Um, David Ornstein has kind of tried to explain it as, and you can tell me this is utter nonsense or whatever, but because obviously 777 don't own Everton Football Club at the moment, they can't just put money into the football club. Therefore, they've loaned the football club money what was it tens of millions of sizable loan tens of millions yeah, whatever yeah. Um, so what's I mean what's what's your take on it John what's going on right now in, forget about the on pitch stuff for now but yeah yeah I mean we, we, we have talked for quite a while and we've just been anecdotally talking about chats we had on the sofa in January yeah, yeah. Um, me and Steve Kelly still haven't recovered yeah when, when I use the word well I use the mm. word administration and I watch the pair of you go white. Mm. Yeah. I think it was about a chat about a hit rock bottom yet type of yeah. thing. Um, but, but the reality is, which anyone who pays any attention at all to the financial side can see, is that for far too long, the, the football club has been uh, spending more than it earns. Yeah. Uh, we had a previous chief exec who had lots of little, you know, vanity projects. So, the football club has had in the past. I don't know if it's still true. Far too many people and far too much money. And that's across the whole piece, really. Yeah. It's not just the sporting side where clearly we've been pretty pretty world class at wasting money on yeah. the sporting side. Absolutely, we haven't. Bottom line is that always, comes, yeah, that always comes home to roost. Yeah, right? always. Yeah. Um, if, you, if you look at, or we hear a lot about things like profitability and sustainability, financial fair play and those sorts of things, which are all presented as being to stop football clubs spending beyond their means and fundamentally going out of business. I mean, mm. that's what they're about, isn't it? Yeah, of course. I mean, yeah. The Premier League one, having profit in it and sustainability in it implies profitability makes you sustainable mm. okay generally speaking lots of profitable businesses go down yeah yeah because it's cash flow that kills you nice. right? yeah the inability to pay your debts okay and so the very and i think the way we've explained this in the past the very simple thing is you're, you're due to give me 500 quid on wednesday mm. and you don't yeah and i'm a dodgy shark so i beat the shit out of you mm. right but you've got the money on thursday but I wanted it on Wednesday. Mm. And, and that that binary thing can happen with businesses. Mm. And, and and usually what stops businesses being put into administration fundamentally for not paying their debts is because of the damage it may do to the people who are owed the money. Because mm. if I'm, um, let's personalise it to, to Everton Football Club. Yeah. If, I, if I'm a football club expecting a payment on a transfer fee, or I'm a football club who's about to, 
or should be, sorry, I'm building a stadium for a football club or anything, then I have to think long and hard about putting that business, that business out of business of course, because yeah. they've paid me, not paid me, mm. um, because I might get nothing then because if businesses go down, then, you know, creditors form an orderly queue and the ones at the front get paid first and the ones at the end don't uh, get paid last mm. and potentially the version between the two is none of them get anything some of them get something so mm. much in the pound all those sorts of mm. things so it's pretty desperate for someone to call it in now there is an entity out there that generally speaking doesn't have any qualms about being the entity that puts businesses into administration because it is always at the front of the queue and that's typically the uk taxman mm -hmm. so hmrc for example and that's why you always see it's hmrc you press the button nice. right? yeah um so for us to be Everton fans and worried, what we should be worried about is, yeah, yeah, we, think of the good old days, guys. We've had good times when we've worried about satisfying profitability and sustainability rules mm -hmm. or satisfying financial fair play rules. Now we should be worried about, can we pay our bills? Because that's what will get us, right? And that's cash flow. With the word cash flow, mm -hmm. you've got to have enough cash inside your business to pay business as usual stuff. Mm. And it seems that not so long ago, Farhad Mashiri, despite the fact that he was trying to get out, if you will, handed over a further 20 million quid, which is quite a modest sum compared to what he's done in big tranches in the past. Mm. And that was presumably to satisfy immediate needs. And when you look at what are immediate needs, immediate needs may be payments to Lango Rourke, they may be paying the wage bill of anyone who works for Everton or paying the tax man, whatever it might be, be they were immediate needs it may be and most people are guessing i think yeah, yeah that 20 million quid was about the sum that he needed to hand over while he was closing out the msp deal okay yeah for example right yeah 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 because right? yeah. he expected did he not to be out of here by now <laughs> notwithstanding you've got to go through the you know the um fitness to be an owner or a mm. director type thing um and then when that come that time comes round again he goes, well, hang on a minute. I've done a deal with somebody else. Mm. What, shouldn't they do it? <laughs> yeah. Mm. And they are 777, aren't they? Not MSP, as everyone thought. Um, and therefore, they've handed over the tens of millions that mm. David uh, Ornstein refers to. And clearly his source is either 777, as he calls it. 777. Or, sounds like a ranch, doesn't it? Um, mm. 777 or someone very close to them. Um, and describing tens of millions, I think people can do some simple deduction and suggest, well, if the information that said Farhad put 20 mil in, then one assumes this tens of millions is 20 mil as well. And then after that, you just get a load of stories, you know, all over the place about what that money is going to be used for. And I think David Ornstein tried to say it would be used to, you know, satisfy day-to-day -day operations and things like that, i.e. cash flow, and, and to pay off stadium stuff. Well, the stadium stuff doesn't get done in tranches that small, I don't think. You know, it's a, it's a milestone-based contract paid in advance generally based on what got told by the people who should know. And allegedly we've been behind on that as well. So we're actually so soaring the branch we're sat on. And, and sometimes, and this is a bit like when politics happens and, you know, when we have a general election and they talk about new money and, mm. and how many times are you counting that investment? <laughs> you know, if you're a political party. I think the highest I've seen is we owe 500 million, which is a huge sum for a business that turns over 200 million. Yeah. 
Um, so what would that five hundred million be then, John? I, it's how people. I don't know. It's just I saw a number that someone said, "Oh, we now owe five hundred million." Um, I think people have started to say that Rights and Media is three hundred million. You know, we know that's a facility. We I thought the facility was two hundred million well, for that that's maximum. What, that's what. Just bear with me. Yeah, yeah, yeah sorry, yeah. That the Rights and Media is three hundred million. Mm. We know that's a facility, mm. right? And we we understood it generally was 200 million mm. we don't know how much of it was used but in the circumstances probably not unfair to assume all of it, it. Was all yeah. of it yeah. it's a bit like that's your overdraft type of thing yeah um and i think someone's count someone somewhere has said it's three therefore someone's taken the three then they've said th then they said the hundred that msp have put oh, in so that's four and they're and so, using saying this is probably a hundred so it's not difficult to get to, five, to get to five right um and whilst it's not palatable to listen to there are assets there Clearly, the stadium itself will become an asset. Mm. You know, we um, clearly the football club in in the time of Michelle wanted to restructure said debt, so it'll all get bundled up and turned into a long mortgage type of thing. So mm. it's it, you know it's not the end of the world in that sense. But that's not what we're talking about. We're yeah. talking about cash flow, the ability to pay next week's bills. Mm. You know, uh, and that's the thing that's really material, and that's the thing that will take us down really. And so the first time, if they're burning through 20 mil a month, you know, as some people will say, then they're burning through 240 million pounds a year in a business that brings in less than 200. Um, and if they are burning through that amount of money and they don't have the cash, then at some stage, someone's going to say, well, you haven't paid me. Mm. Um, and then that's where finance people tend to make the living because you've got to have a really good view of who you can pay, when you can pay, you know, which ones you can put off, which ones you can't. And the first port and call should not be rank and file employees, right? Mm. Um, again, we're getting rumors that people haven't been paid or they've been paid late or they've been paid but not paid for everything. Yeah. But they're not particularly substantiated in any way. But the fact is, as a football club, we're in a goddamn mess. You and Steve going a bit white, me using the, the administration word on that sofa, is eight months ago. Mm. Since then, we've bought players. <laughs> we've given players new contracts mm. and so on. Yeah. So it's crazy. It's crazy because there's no control or narrative being attempted by the club. Um, the prospective new owners say they're not going to say anything until the fit and proper owners test has been concluded and therefore the, the you know change of ownership has been ratified but they're clearly briefing journalists granted good ones which is fair um and apparently they like sean and they like kevin which is you know good for those two guys well said they're satisfied for now that's uh, they, one of the things i said they were fond of them yeah that's what david Ornstein said last well time. one of the things today is everton they're speaking to graham potter as it it's crazy. That's so, what I mean. Someone's speaking on Everton's behalf. It's a free Potter. hit all over so the place. So it can place. be anything. That could be utter nonsense or it could be real. It's a free hit all over the place. But these are the kind of stories that yeah. when Everton had Frank Lampard, he was speaking to Sean Dyche and he was speaking to somebody, David. The other one was David Moyes because West Ham were about to sack him. David said I was about to join, yeah. Well, now I'm talking about it in January. Oh, this in year. In January, Sorry, pardon, yeah. before the Everton-West Ham game, he was on the verge of being sacked by West Ham. That's right, yeah. Lampard was on the verge of getting sacked so by Everton. So, one and one makes two. And yeah. the story was Everton have already spoken to Sean Dyche and they're also monitoring David Moyes' situation. Blah, Indeed, blah. yeah. And as it transpired, they were speaking to Sean Dyche. Well, these same kind of sources are now saying Everton are speaking to Graham Potter. So, someone's talking somewhere. So, that thing about... 
they're happy with Sean. That I that well, take well, that with a massive well, pinch of salt. Well, hang on a second, right? Yeah, because they've got to win games. Yeah, we? of course, right? Um, I, I've not heard anyone say mm. that the prospective new mm. owners are happy. The only th- thing I've heard from anyone about what they may or may not think about the manager and the director of football was mm. David Ornstein. On, like, yeah, yeah, last, last night, night yeah. saying they are fond of both these guys who they haven't met apparently, but hey, they're fond of them, mm. right? Um, so, but anyway, um. What we would advocate over and over again, both with players and with managers, mm-hmm. you've got to do your scenario planning. What if? Yeah, always. Yeah. You can't ring up a prospective manager, be it Wayne Rooney, Graham Potter, whoever. Lee Carsley. Lee Carsley, one. whoever's name gets <laughs> yeah, thrown yeah, yeah. into it. Cause Will Still. Because they're doing one. a good yeah. job at England and all that mm-hmm. sort of stuff. Um, just be, after you've sacked the manager. No, no. You know, you, you've yeah, got to... Yeah, you should be ahead of the game. Because actually, you? it might become part of... I mean, it's a bit like if we just come through a transfer window and I think Thelwell's, you know, written article, you need to be in front of a camera, Kev, you really do. Mm. Um, even if you're just reading that out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but, but that was good because he, he fundamentally said, you know, the targets we wanted, we couldn't get, therefore. Mm. Oh, he addressed it well. That yeah, was had, good. You know, That's what we want to hear. And, yeah. and the That's same good. applies with, with a new manager. If, mm. if, if we believe there's two or three managers out there just pick it. I know there's going to be people watching this and no, there's hundreds there yeah. who would do a better uh, job with this squad than Sean Dyche. And we sound all three out and say, nah, mate, not interested. Basket mm. case, I'm not going there. Mm. You don't sack him, do you? No. Because you don't sack him for a lesser manager. No, no. It's no. got to be someone who, for whatever criteria you have used, you believe him to be better. Mm. Or her. Could be a her. Right? Mm. Plenty of good female managers out there. Um, so, so I'm not surprised, but of course those rumours become different to our ears when mm. we're in this mess mm. they really do and and listen let's put the football stuff let's put to one side because it's been it's difficult for whoever is in charge of the club um just right now because there is so many other things getting so many fires burning that's what it is. and that's the problem and i think you know certainly from our perspective just as evertonians it just seems to be i mean ped it does just seem to be one thing after another at the moment, doesn't it? At a time when it just we could just do with a bit of steadiness, couldn't we? From and I know we're not going to get it because the club, the team is struggling at the bottom. You know, I'm celebrating Nottingham Forest equalising last night, which is just ridiculous. But just right now, I think last night they went up a notch, didn't they? Yeah, because um, with that long with confirmation of 777 giving the club alone i think that was a huge insight to where we are mm. for a lot of people who didn't really already know or didn't want to believe like like john said there this is stuff's been around for a long time and people mm. don't want to believe it and it, it whether you like people like paul the esk who've been put saying this stuff for a while it's this thing of i don't want to i don't like listening to people like that or john mm. or whoever mm. People don't like bad news stuff. Because it's bad news. I certainly don't like long, them. Don't get me wrong, there was a long time when I was like that, mm. when it was like, what are you talking about? We're fine, blah, blah, blah. We're building a stadium, everything's fine, you know. Because you don't really know. Because you're on the outside of Everton. And even today, Everton don't say nothing, so there'll be an exterior of it. Oh, everything's all right. Mm. But we know it's not, because mm. now it's becoming a lot more... I mean, obviously, we've known for, you know, a couple of years now. I mean, I, you know... Remember before the Arsenal game where we beat them 2-1 with Benitez? Before that, I was on 5 Live and 
Um, it was all starting to unravel then. And now it just feels like... Now, it's gone overnight. It's actually gone from... 777 look dodgy to... Oh, my God. If we don't get 777 over the line, trouble, yeah. we're, we're, in, we're in absolute mess. Because mm. the simple fact is it's gone from being able to afford... Not being able to afford players to paying people's wages mm. very, very quickly. Now, there might I, be... I've checked with the club and everyone's been paid on time. Okay, that's fine. That's so fine. This I'm is talking the... about the narrative, yeah, though, John. No, no, right. That's why yeah. I interject, yeah, yeah. because it's too easy for all of us to mm. believe those stories because they fit the rest of the... No, narrative. I know yeah, 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 yeah. what I'm saying is, is though... Even if we sort of choose to go, that doesn't sound is right. The, the, the evidence... You can't dismiss it yourself, can no, you? No. The Sorry, evidence mate. of needing loans, like you said, to keep the lights on, are they? You know, yeah, absolutely. It's there. Why would we need a loan? They were, on, they were there three can years I, ago. Can I ask though? Can I just ask with the with the? Is I mean, is this? I think that the answer is probably yeah. But is this being exasperated by the stadium? If, if there was no stadium, would would the say Everton weren't building? I'm not saying they shouldn't have done. This is I'm just saying. Mm. Just imagine the stadium isn't being built right now, but Everton's finances are what they are as in just in terms of what's coming in and what's going mm. out. Would it be in this much of a dire situation? I'm not saying it would have been would it it'd be perfect, but would it would we be healthier, do you think? Or is it this fundamentally a business problem anyway, regardless of the stadium? Uh, the stadium exposes it more quickly. Yeah. Because clearly if you are living beyond your means and you're trying to build a very expensive stadium yeah, yeah, yeah. and you go you go into the same well mm. for both, i.e. You know why I'm asking, don't you? Because when the stadium's built, will this will it be the, any the healthier well, for us? The well, yeah, the well will won't dry. Be, won't be ours. I, I firmly believe it won't be our stadium. The, the, the well will dry up more quickly when more people are going to it, right? Of course. Yeah. I mean, part of the problem was that the previous chief exec built an empire, mm. recruited far too many people to, for jobs that don't exist, in my view, or are not needed. Mm. Difference between want and need. Mm. I do know the football club have been shedding a huge amount of those jobs, but too little too late. You don't get the run rate benefits of cost reduction until you have a full fiscal year. Mm. You know what I mean? So 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 if if I quote get rid of someone through redundancy as an example, you know, and there's only and there's six months left in the financial year and I have to pay them three months notice and da 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 I'm not really getting any savings until next, next time. Okay. So everything gets exaggerated when there's multiple calls for cash. Okay. The Lango Rourke one is really interesting because we sat in a conference last week and the, the guy, the senior guy on Lango Rourke's side said on time and on budget. Mm -hmm. And then a week later, apparently we haven't been paying them. Right. So again, I think that doesn't mean payments that were expected happened. Mm -hmm. It could just mean that people misinterpret what is and isn't expected to happen in and around that, that environment, right? Okay, yeah. So for the example, I was told, let's call them the top two guys, either Mashiri or Kenwright, or both told me this, right? Mm -hmm. That the, the, the way we, we were funding the stadium was clearly, and this is what I guess construction guys would recognize, and certainly a project manager would recognize, you know, that the, you, you've got events, mm -hmm. you have to get that finished by that date. And when you've got it finished, I'll give you some money. Okay, yeah. Okay? Now, generally speaking, you know, we, we all try and do this. You do it when they've paid, when they've done it. Yeah. Okay. Um, what happens in this project, and it is fixed price up to a point, mm. yeah, is we, when they complete a milestone, yeah, we then pay them to complete the next the milestone. Next milestone yeah. And that's helping their cash flow. 
Now, that's paying in advance. Mm. Now, if you pay in advance, say, I don't know, three months in advance, for example, if you pay three months in advance, but you don't actually get the payment in on the day, are you late, even though you're paying in advance? <laughs> See what I mean? Yeah. So, so I don't know whether there's some disinformation going around just through lack of understanding, right? I think, generally speaking, all parts of the business are going to get squeezed, aren't they? If you're short of cash, and it goes back to exactly what I said, whatever it was, 10, 15 minutes ago, cash is the problem. Being able to pay your bills, and one of those bills is for the stadium. Now, when you're the person deciding who doesn't and doesn't get paid, how do you decide when the priorities are all equal? Mm. And when you look at the potential for not paying the staff, for example, let's say the, non, the non-playing staff, yeah, then... No, no disrespect to you guys, but in financial terms, you're the little people because mm-hmm. the big people are still getting paid. Are yeah. the sporting guys, yeah, mm-hmm. who, who earn more in a you know a week than some people earn in a couple of years. But you stop paying them, and you're potentially in breach of contract. Blah blah blah. But we also saw when cash was killing the big Spanish teams, they just did deals with players to, to defer payments and all that sort of stuff. So they're all you know treatments for a very sick patient. And whilst we're hearing all the ailments and all the symptoms of the sickness, we're not hearing about any treatment, are we? Other than sticking your hand out to your, your largest shareholder, up to and including perhaps the day he says no more. And, you know, we were talking about this. You know, Ped, you said, you know, this has been blah, blah, blah. You know, it's, it's been visible for longer than people. Prepared. This was visible years ago. Because you've heard me say it in this room, and I certainly used to say it on the Business Mads podcast with Roger and Paul, you can't keep going back to the shutter, Daddy, with your hand out. The chief exec behaved like the, the, the business could do almost anything because he just went to, to the daddy and asked for more money. Well, the, the Russian war show um, with Ukraine showed who the real sugar daddy was, wasn't it? Really? Well, forget that. No, I but mean, they did, though. Didn't that's when I the, hear that, what you say. That's but... when the tap got really cut off. Because we were sub, we were getting, we were John, we were bringing the money in versus through USM, the extra money. I mean, well, thirty million a season coming in. That extra you. money has been cut off, hasn't it? Yes. A couple of things about that because I think what happens when we talk about things, we try to talk about the fundamentals of why the business isn't a problem, mm. and someone from left field says, "Well, never do anything." Well, that bleep 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 can write here. Mm. That's not the issue. It has been, but it's not. The same with this. That's not the issue. No, no, no. I'm just saying. The lack of issues is ineffective management, right? Mm. A lack of appropriate leadership, a lack of decisiveness around decision-making, and a lack of effective communication. And that's been evident for years, if not decades, right? Mm. But while you're doing all right on the sporting side, which is your point, I think, Ped, no one cares. Mm. Vard's wasting all this money. Don't care. It's his money. Mm. I don't care. Well, and you'd hear people like me say, no, no, it's the business that signs contracts with players. It's the business that signs Oh, we contract. have said that. Yeah, we have, yes. It's when people have said to so, me, he's put all this money in, he's bought all these players. I have, because yeah, of basically yeah, yeah. from chats with you going, no, 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 the football club. It was like yesterday, John. You might disagree, but I I think I'm right on this, where this was concerned. You're right, mate. I'll agree. Uh, Everton. No, sorry. Farad Mashiri hasn't got the money to sack Sean Dyche. <laughs> Who do you think would pay Sean Dyche? Because it wouldn't Everton be Farad. Club. It'd be Everton. So if anyone hasn't got the money to sack Sean Dyche, it's Everton. But Everton have got the money to sack Sean Dyche because it's the same, do you think? You've, you've done a really good hook mm. there because, you know, you can get bored. And I'm not saying he should be. I'm just saying no, no, no. when people were talking about but that you, yesterday. You've done a really good hook mm. there because it's one of the reasons people don't like 
business side is because we actually want to watch football matches and see teams win games. Or if they don't win, we want to whinge that the fullback's rubbish or set the forward missed a penalty or whatever. Mm-hmm. Not where are we on profitability and sustainability and Zach talking about financial fair play or Josh going, can we afford to sack this all that sort of stuff. But, but the it's fo- the biggest point yes, at the moment. But John. The culture mm. inside that football club for, for, for the duration of Mashiri's start here, and, I, and not to everybody, mm. term here, not everybody, but as an outsider looking in, mm. was this manager's rubbish. Forget the fact he does the sacking. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. this manager's rubbish. Mm. If we sack that manager and all his team go with him, we need 30 million quid. Mm. Farhad, we need 30 million quid. Mm. He hands over the 30 million quid, we sack the manager, right? And then when that number gets too big, because that's loans, right? Mm. Shareholder loans. Yeah. When that number gets too big and the auditors start saying, well, actually, we think that's really equity, it gets converted to equity, which means oh, okay, he'll yeah. never get the money back unless he sells the equity. Yeah. Okay? But if that becomes part of your MO, you end up spending five, six, seven million to refurbish a floor in a in an old building on the waterfront in Liverpool. And you have some fabulous lights up on the ceiling and you have a night of the round table bloody meeting room. And so and everybody gets a new laptop and blah 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 blah. That's not prudent way to run a business. Right? Mm. But that's what has been going on for far too long. Right? And the chain gets pulled eventually. Mm. You know, you're on a leash. If you've got dogs, I'm not a dog person, but you are. You get you take your dog out on the lean. You've got one of those fancy things that let it run five miles away. Mm. But eventually you pull it and it has to come back. Mm. And our chain has been pulled suddenly. And the suddenly actually doesn't mean immediately. It's taken a year almost. Mm. And Farhad Mashiri's cash, his cash flow, because he's buggered with cash flow right now, his liquidity is very poor, I think, right? But his cash flow was his dividends from USM. So he can fund Everton as his toy almost mm, because he's, he's got loads of money coming in and he's actually, though he's spending a lot of money, it's less than what's coming in. And he doesn't need to touch his other stuff. And then his mate also gives us 30 million quid um, for a, queue, a place in the queue, mm. right? That was presumably a cash flow issue. Mm. We're doing cash flow issues now and the 20 million quid, maybe that was a cash flow, flow issue before and it was 30 million quid, right? And then he was putting megaphone on the side of the building. He would have signed a stadium name and rights and so on and so on and so forth. So just try people to consider a scenario where you're the chief executive in a big fat salary and huge bonuses and you're doing really well because actually you don't have to worry about money because somebody else deals with that. And you're going to swan into a new stadium, which is going to have a structured debt around it, which is moderately small because you just got over 100 million quid from a company called USM in a naming rights deal mm. and so on and so forth. It's going to be 200, that one. Whatever it mm. was going to be. 300 million. It would have been how much you needed to be for that <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. type of thing. Um, and then a horrific world event happens mm. and that tap gets turned off. Mm. That tap gets turned off. Now, there's no chance whatsoever of a guy called Bob Pepper watching this video, right? And I worked with him 20 or 30 years oh. ago. And when we did that, say, he got a few hundred billion because Bob, if you're watching, buy us. Bob please. was, if you know Robbie Daniels, very similar to Robbie. Yeah. Very straight, hard, honest guy, mm. right? Who saw through all the crap. Yeah. 
And his job when we won a, a deal mm. was to go into the business we'd fundamentally just acquired yeah. and stop spending. He would just stop. He wouldn't pay anyone anything. Everybody would stop getting paid. I don't mean staff. I mean oh, suppliers. Not staff. Suppliers. Yeah. Right? So eventually suppliers would complain. Mm. And they come into him and they go, you haven't paid us. And he said, I know. Your bills mm. are too high. Yeah, but we've got a contract, I know, but your bills are still too high. Mm. In other words, he was a hard-nosed cost control merchant. Mm. No matter how many people he upset, our costs always went down. Always. Mm. Right? When Farhad's tap got turned off, Everton's finance director in the moment should have turned off our cost as best he could and then had a plan to continually reduce it and to get it back in line with the scale of the business. Mm. During that period, our costs have gone up. That's mad. Mm. So we're just not run very well. And anyone who looks at it, whether they're 777 guys or whether they're MSP guys or whether they're anybody else, would say, we can run that better. We can run it for less money than it's currently being run for. We can generate more, in more organic income than these guys have managed to do over the years. Mm. Yeah? Um, and too little too late often generates lots of rumours and scare stories. I think the problem now so, for, for most people is that it... If you didn't see it coming, this is like a train signal. No, well, it is. This, yeah. is the biggest, this is the biggest issue right now. I can sit here and moan about the fact that we just had a home game and we didn't attempt to score a goal in it. I could moan all day about that. And, and people can argue with me. They don't... They watch football for a totally different reason than me. I watch to see my team attack and try and win games, but... Everyone's to their own, but that isn't even the biggest story. It's not even the biggest. Well, we got we got the same amount of points, and if we'd have gone at them, got B three 0 didn't we? So that's a different thing. I could moan about players can't pass a ball from meter pad. They were paid big money, which is why the club's in the position it's in. Can't pass a football three four yards. Can't make their opponents' afternoon difficult. Like Mister Onana, six foot five, and just waltzes around the pitch. It's crazy. Decore jogging around the pitch all afternoon looked disinterested we could we could look at that as it, as it the manager lost them which is a rumor going around yesterday the players don't like him we could talk about that we could talk about the fact that Everton didn't strengthen on deadline day which they should have done but the biggest thing in all of this is where we are so have we even got a football club to look forward to that's probably massively extreme but someone's asked the question, Steve Kelly's asked the question, if triple, triple seven, wouldn't it be better for them just to wait for us to go into administration and then get it cheaper? If they could. Mm. Um, my own view on those matters are mm. buy it, if that's what you, you're really talking about, just before it goes into administration. Mm. Because there's cost attributed to administration. Administration means a point deduction, almost certainly. If we're not well, going, it does, yeah. If yeah we're not yeah. going to go down anyway, it's, it, it's going to, we're going to be relegated. But via a points deduction. Via a points yeah. deduction. So, no, I think when the value is pretty much on the floor, and particularly if you're the only buyer, because that's what they look like. That's what they look like. Are you? Can I just stop uh, you there? So, Are so you just before it goes down. I know. I know people can go on about, oh, we don't know what's going on behind the doors and the skeletons in the closet, whatever, 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 right? But are you surprised that with all the wealthy business yeah. consortiums in the world, that these are the only people at the table? If they are the only people. If they are, or, or okay, then I'll rephrase it, sorry. Are you surprised Farad Mashiri's chosen this consortium 
as the only the only show in town. Because I I, I honestly believe there is other people who want to buy Everton, would want to buy Everton Football Club. It's a mess. But if you're wealthy enough, and we know that there are hugely wealthy people out there, we spoke about this last week. What was it? John, what did we conclude? A billion pound to get this club at zero. Get to, get to a decent place, yeah. And then another half a billion spent on the team over the next five, six, seven years. Mm. Put you at 1.5 billion. When Manchester United. To Man United do a. Probably not not financially, but mm. they're in a bit of a mess as well. Mm, but Chelsea aren't in a good place. Everything's going up. Yeah, yeah. Like valuations of football clubs, oh, yeah. and, and we're talking in the next five, ten years that it's going to be crazy. Oh, yeah. Everton, if Everton are sold for 600 million, it'll be worth 1.8 billion in a few years simply by being in the Premier League with a new stadium. They're the forecasts of what I've seen. Other clubs. North American analysts reckon within 10 years the the lowest value of Premier League football club will be worth more than five billion right now the highest valued one's worth mm. five billion mm. because that's how much the guys who want to buy it are prepared that's to saying, pay. yeah but they also know that you know if little old everton or luton or whoever it is mm. you know are worth five billion in five to ten years time then how much are man united going to be worth but that but that's what and i'm that, saying by then the epl as the north americans would call it would be the number one sports product yeah so are you are, are you surprised? NFL, I'll overtake NFL. Yeah. Are you surprised that there, there isn't more banging the door down then? Who, who are even uh, better suited to it? someone told me absolutely no one's interested whatsoever other than these guys, I would be very, very surprised, yeah. yeah. What we don't know is what criteria Fahad Mashiri has for selling his shareholding. Got not to do with the football club. It's to do with him looking after his own best interests. Mm. And that's not me criticising them. They're his shares. Mm. I, you know, you hear people saying Fahad should you know do this or bill should give his away or whatever whatever no, mm. no you know that's not how life works mm. you know and um maybe just maybe the shaping of the deal that 777 put forward just appeals to him and i'm assuming what he's got is something that shares in the upside because if i was trying to get him on side that's what i'd promise him and if i was advising farhad i would say anyone who claims they're going to take this asset off me protect it and grow it when I haven't been able to, and if they do succeed, I want a share in it. And then when you then go back around the negotiating table, when I'm now representing 777, I say, yeah, we'll give you that. But you're not getting a big, huge pile of cash right now and upside. Let me ask you a question, you know John. I mean? and, and that's deal shaping, and I think I mentioned a couple of weeks yeah. back. It's all about deal shaping. Let me ask you a question. Yeah. I'm sure he's dead in the water, isn't he? As an owner? Yeah. For us? I would think so, yeah. So It's a bit of a curious phrase, but yeah. I think he's going, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm not seeing any more on that. Um, so we need a new owner. Simple, isn't it? That's, I mean, it's as simple as that. It can't carry on with Farad Mashiri. So it has to be a new owner. And of right. course, 777 are the prospective owners. Is it, so it's got to be, hasn't it? It's got to be. That's the only solution right now, would you say? No. No, so you think these people can carry on and get us? No, to... no, no. Because you're sorry. The question I heard was Farhad's got to go, and the only solution is seven seven. No, no. The only solution is a new owner. But obviously, seven 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 are in place. But it has to be a new owner, doesn't it? That's the only way we can well, get it. A... Perversely, and and I think you know you have to look closely to see other people saying this, but they are saying it. It's what we want is the business run properly. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. And, and we want it to be as I keep saying, decisive in how it makes decisions and appropriately communicative in telling key stakeholders what's going on. 
if, if Farhad Mashiri woke up tomorrow morning, yeah, and suddenly some miracle happened and he suddenly became a guy who knew the right thing to do and would run it in the right way and would change the chair immediately and bring in people we all respected and da 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 then he might survive, mightn't he? Right? He just might. You know, if he can go to money markets and get the money that 777 are going and getting, yeah, then what's the difference? We don't care. I don't care what the journey is. It's the outcome I want, yeah? Mm. Now, but in reality... Would you lend money to Fahad Mashiri? Probably nope. not. Yeah. Would you <laughs> Although a lot of people seem to be. Yeah. Well, they're not. They're lending money to the football club, yeah, which yeah. is different, right? Um, and and maybe, just maybe, and we heard all the noise around 777, but if you if you reach out to different people, but be they in the city or what have you, they have a different view. You know, I've heard they're okay, these guys. You know, mm. from a city perspective, they're perceived to be okay. Route 777. Yeah. And if that's the case, then maybe maybe that means the FCA think they're okay, yeah. And if that's the case, then maybe they will breeze the fit and proper owners yeah. test and so on. Now, as we all know, regulators look at what you do, right, and whether it's legit or not. It's like the old offside thing. It's, it's factual, apparently, according to Howard Webb, but it varies, yeah. But you know, you're either offside or you're not. Mm. With, with regulators, you've either passed the test or you haven't. Mm. But fans are more interested in how you do it. Mm. <laughs> Hence why Hertha Berlin's turn to have a go at them at the weekend, wasn't it? You know? And, you know, and standard Liège fans are still up in arms and so on. Yeah? So so they hopefully will learn, they being the principals at 777, if nothing else, that the, the noise, to use um, Sean Deitch's phrase, which is <laughs> yeah. irritating beyond belief, and he's just churning out management bullshit when he gets interviewed and not getting challenged, right? Apologies it's for the uh, page one NBA stuff, right? Yeah, it's absolutely. complete enough to tosh, right? And I don't care whether you're trying to talk to the fans, because if you are, you're not doing a particularly good job of it, right? But it is what it is, right? Now, the thing is, somebody needs to grab hold of the business and put the right people in place right and if regulators are just saying you know objectively you're okay so you're in and fans in other countries subjectively are not happy with them hopefully the 777 guys just like you sean right can learn from the experiences they've had to engage in a better or different way of course, they're saying all the things you would expect them to say. We'll talk to fans. We'll talk to the fan advisory board. We'll talk to the shareholders association. David Ornstein said it last night. You know, the football club has spoken to those entities on behalf of 777 to say they're going to engage. Well, Farhad probably thinks he's engaged, doesn't he? <laughs> he met the chair of the fab. He's met with the shareholders association, albeit way over a year ago now, and he never delivered on any of the promises he made in the Zoom call. No. Right? So so walking the talk is what it's all about. And I remember, it's sad really, but I remember that I could check the date if I was an anorak enough, but the first meeting with um, I had with Denise Barrett-Baxanel as chief exec was me and Dave Kelly at Finch Farm. And the first thing I noticed was she decided she'd have the manager's office. Show, yeah. So we met in the manager's office, overlooking the training field with the chief exec. Mm. And the last thing I said to the lady, and, and she actually said thank you sort of thing, was 
this is a, a difficult place. It's a big job. Mm. Wish you the best of luck. And we all did at that time. Yeah. Mm. I was no big fan of Robert Elston's. But don't make promises you can't deliver. You know, that's not making promises that you fail to deliver. That's making promises you know when you say them that you can't deliver. And that didn't last very long because she started doing it. And I think that bubble thing needs to be broken. And, and it won't be just have a few meetings around a table saying, there you go, we've ticked a box, we've talked to them. Because that's what happens a lot of the time. You know, I mean, we had a fab thing. It was supposed to be in a consultation session last week, wasn't there? That got cancelled, I think, because basically no one could go. Um, From the club? Yeah. Yeah, well, that's not a shock. Sorry? So that's not a shock, is it, though? No, but, well, it's the fab who cancelled it, right? It wasn't with the club, it was with fans. Okay. You know, in the blue base. And, but the cynic in me said the short notice was because the club wanted some feedback about the fan engagement plan that they produced. In other words, it was for the club's benefit more than anything else. And because it was short notice, now I was one of those guys who replied, I can't go because it's short notice. But we've not seen when it's going to be. Instead, that's not engagement. And that's not criticism of the fab at all. You know, having one meeting when there's 32,000 season ticket holders alone isn't representative. But it would allow the football club to say, we've had feedback from the fans. Yeah. And it's difficult. It's why we should all put our shoulder behind making the fab real. So that a couple of those guys on the fab who are all fully elected by us lot end up on the board and don't let this sort of debacle ever happen again. Oh, we'll get behind the fab if Me they change if they change the how you well, get I'm on the fab. Anyway, yeah. If you if you change if you people ain't just put on it because they just happen to be in a certain demographic sure sure so i would if it was a if it was an elect be fully democratic if it was fully democratic i'd be fully behind it i think there has to be some reserve personally i think there has to be some reserved places i just think two-thirds of the places are not shouldn't be reserved at all Mm. and and i think um you know certainly the majority should be elected as in by the wider fan base Mm -hmm. i mean the, the the terms and conditions of the thing say that all the other groups do elections as well for the, their representatives, mm. but that's not transparent. Well, that's not the case, is it? Because well, someone not transparent. Someone left and someone got put on just because they were in the supporters club. A supporters yeah. club. That's that's not that's it, not. It's trans- not transparent at best. No, no. At best, it's not transparent. But the club. But anyway, the point being, we're the fans and we bitch and whinge, right, about how badly run the football club is. We we need to make our side of the house run better. We need to have a single entity representing our needs. Uh, and gone. So I think that's the fabulous. Yeah, no, I think it. it's a good idea, but it's it's that's it's like fixing your loft window when your house is on fire. It, no, it's it, it is John. It's it, never too late to these do These the people right thing. the people we've got to get people into the football club. I agree. That are determined to make the football Absolutely. club better. Farad Mashiri wasn't he come in with someone else's money and I think that's clear now. Like a lottery winner, like Carl Thingy, the famous one from Blackpool, who was Mike, right, Mike Thingy. I was racing, bleeding, you know, cars around his back garden because he bought the thing. He's lost, he lost all his money. That's what Mashiri did, buying Gilfie Sigurdsson for was four, the first. for forty odd million. For Viv no, was the first. Spend, spend, spend. There was just no reason. We were bidding against ourselves, and it carried on and carried on. And you're right, it was like, well, who cares? Not our money. And that ran oh, from hey, not listen. that ran from the fans. Through to the chief executive. Not oh, my money. Oh. Who cares? We can, we've got this big. Yeah. There's just a big cupboard there full of money. You want paying? Yeah. Next one. Giving players 130 grand a week and letting them walk out the door for nothing. Andre Gomez will be the latest one. 
which will be another player that's coming. Big money and will walk out the door for I'd nothing. I'd love to see the, the, the notes, in presumably in the boardroom when it was ratified, what the justification was for giving Gomez a contract in the first place. Good no, but, bogey, listen, you know? I, I, but the problem is, you will be sure, you've just said it probably seven minutes ago. You know, never too late to do the right thing. Right. Everton, buying them at the time, fine. Everyone was losing their heads because West Ham were linked with him because he'd had a good loan. Yeah, yeah. Buying them, fine. If that was the wages because he was on big money at Barca. But make the decision. Absolutely. Two years in, once he had the injury and he come back and he wasn't quite the same, like make the decision. If that decision is, yeah, we wanted 10 million for you, but but basically going to sell you for whatever's left on your contract, like yeah. you always say. So yeah. if that was 6 million, put it everywhere, he's 6 million pounds. A couple of years ago, a couple of years younger, someone lightly yeah. to yeah, take yeah. the thing. Arsenal are talking to Pepe. We're talking to Pepe about just cancelling his contract. We've done it with John Philippe Gabamon. Yeah. Got rid of him, terminated it. There's been too many of those players that have come in and just walked out the door after five years and done nothing for us. Absolutely. Done nothing and took that money. And, and that all drops into where we so are. It, we it, need someone to come in now. symptom, yeah. And just go, right, we are in the shit at the moment. Come in, draw a big line where it is, and go, right, we do the right thing from today. No, it's not difficult. I, I mean, you've done this. I, I'm it's just talking difficult. as a fan with limited knowledge it's of painful, this. It's painful, but it's yeah, not difficult. And go, this is what we're doing. This is the, the criteria we're working to. Engage the fan base and say, guys and gals, and everything in between. We need you. Yeah, everything. We need you to. Yeah, yeah. To just come with us on this journey. You, we we'd Don't encourage you if you could to buy some more merchandise if you can, or or buy an extra pint at them, or whatever it may be, because we want to go this way. This there's, uh, there's this triple. Of, hang on, a, let me just finish. No, first. Say there's a lot of things. There's a lot of things you can do, can't he? You know. All right, well, let me just finish this. You stuff. come back to me, like the the triple seven. I like that actually better than seven seven seven. Yes. Triple seven. The no, triple seven better. now. Like triple eight. <laughs> me, 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 me. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Triple seven mightn't be the greatest owners in the world, as in they they haven't got that big thing at the back. Yeah that big pot of money but they might like you said before they might, they might be able to do is access money when they need but also get us running better and, and tighter so that we can have a plan but it only comes with engagement it only comes with telling us you don't have to tell us to the penny what we're in but this is what we're trying to do too much of this has gone on and off and off and off because if we carry on with smoke and mirrors and we carry on with no transparency then, like you said, I think right at the very start, there'll be stories from everywhere. Mm-hmm. And because we're all feeling... People have commented, Baz, you're normally positive. You look beaten. I <laughs> actually feel like I could cry today. That's how I feel about this football club. Did you I, do the review? Instant match review? Yeah. You were the man who's nearly cried. I think it might have been him. Yeah. I don't know. I, no, I was just broken. I'm broken now. Yeah. They've broken me down to the point where... I think, you know, if they go out of business and there's no Everton anymore, I probably won't be as stressed. And that's a terrible place to be at today. I want my football club to start to recover, but it only recovers by someone grabbing hold of the thing and, and going, this is how we go forward. And it just feels like we just keep damping down a fire. I want someone to come in and go, right, lads, the, the freaking your bedroom's on fire, your kitchen's on fire, and that is, and we'll put them out, and then we start. Because mm. at the moment, 
it's just winding with, me up. And I think it, no pets, I, I paused him. No, no, I mean, with... I, all I was going to say is just, I was just coming to a point you were saying there mm. about, we said this a couple of weeks ago, about the club being a little bit more transparent. And, 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 and by the way, that's not, that's not saying, oh, we've got no money, please come and buy more stuff. But like something over the weekend. No, sorry, I just meant to take no, no. us on the journey. What I mean, no, and I was just going to say, yeah. like, you know, the uh, the of the week at the weekend, no problem saying this. Someone from the club got in touch with me and they said, got a couple of food vouchers here for you for the fan zone where you mm-hmm. go and check out our food truck. Went down, got something to eat. Um, and it was, it was sound. Does it? Well, I did. I did he, tell him. He did tell me, I did but I was him. never got one, mate. I, I get him one Bound minute before kick-off. Well, I, I won't. John, I go won't. On, go go on. on. Embarrass anyone Serious by point. telling, telling you on. what I actually did with the food. Go on. After a death, <laughs> after a death my put. And stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Like, you, you yeah. advertise the fact that there's somewhere to go for something to eat before a game. You know, stu- like, that's what I mean. Like, just little things like that, which getting used to the fact that when there is a new stadium... Touch wood, we get in it. Uh, there's going to be 13,000 13, fan zone for play people to go down. Try and get people to go the game a little bit early and spend your money with Everton. Something we all three of us have said since we come back from Jamie, since we we what we saw it in real life. Like, do the club do enough to, or are they so sort of worried about the the what will happen from the outside world or the local pubs or whatever, or saying come and spend your money with us. Come and spend your money on a match day with us. I know the fan, fans forum have tried this before with it, like getting good deals in the ground and stuff like that. Come and spend your money with us because we want to get you to get used to that from when we go to the new stadium. It's stuff like that, I think. And I know that's like literally like the little tiny bit of ice at the top of the iceberg. But it's stuff like that. If you want more from the from the fans, you want the fans to spend more. Then you've got to encourage it at least, haven't you? You've got to say we've got this thing. It's what advertising's for, I believe. We've got this thing. Come and come and spend some time with us at this place and spend your money with us. I I rubbish at that. Like it's, really bad, mate. If if you went into this organisation that you've just bought, this is probably the saddest part, I think. Right, and you picked out a layer of management, which whatever it's called, whatever the one that's called the senior leadership team, which I guess is that the main people who are not on the board. Right, I don't know how many of them are. Let's pretend there's ten, and you took them into the room. For a morning with a facilitator and brainstormed ways of increasing our income with a flip chart you'd have 10 pages of them mm. those people know how to generate income or the rough ideas the classic you know brainstorming session where no one's allowed to say that'll never work right mm. you'd end up with 10 pages so maybe a hundred ideas and ped would have come up with that one and because he come up with that, you go, well, what about this then? And what about that? What about the other? No. And so on and so forth. Right? And, but no one does it. No. I, I still go back to standing in the corridor in the Royal Lava building with someone who I might think it was their job to do it, saying, when is our Twitter account going to have a million followers? And the answer was, that's never going to happen, is it? The culture is just not aggressive enough. And I don't mean go and put people up against the wall or beating 10 bells out of them. But... Targets all need to be just out of reach, otherwise they're not they're not the right targets, you know. Um, so yeah, mm. I just think there's a lot of quick wins for any new owner, mm. right? But the 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 quick wins for the new owner will not be delivered if it when it comes to it, you're two men and a dog, right? David Ornstein talking about you know they're gonna bring experience of their multi club model 
Well, well, give us a case study then where you've leveraged your multi-club model across Standard Liège and Bertha Berlin, Berlin then. Mm. Because you've had these clubs five minutes. Mm. You can't say, here, we haven't fixed them because we've only just walked through the door and then get your PR guy to say, you're going to bring that experience to Everton. Get a life. Stop pretending, right? Just sell, this thing's in a mess and we'll make it better. Mm. And then you're going to have to engage with people to explain how you're going to make it better. And if the engagement was with all the people we've been hearing from over the last 10 years, then you've, mm. you've picked the wrong presenters, if you will. And it can't be pie-in-the-sky stuff either. Was it Josh Wonder who talked about flogging insurance? And, yeah. And flo- that's... I don't know who where that was. I just heard it on social media. Are you talking about football clubs? Not I think he was saying you've got... 50 or 6 and and you know what i sort of agree with them you've got 50,000 60,000 let's say fans who a lot of the time will latch on to if your club says right we've got this sponsor please use them that'll help us a lot of people ask why i bought a car off bloody kazoo oh there you go because because they give me 200 pound back because i had the season ticket see, see where i was going to go with that was if he said that right that's like 20-year-old yeah. business insight. And mm. where I saw it on social media, it was sort of rubbishing it, right? But it's the right thing. I've never heard any Everton person say it. I've heard them say no when I've proposed things. Mm. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Anyone got one of these? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you always have, been yeah. with the same mobile operator? Or majority of the time, you stay with the same one? You have phones, but you stay with the same mobile operator. I have through laziness. Pretty, yeah, yeah Pretty I've been much. with Vodafone forever. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah, I keep hearing all the adverts about EE being mm. a better network, and I stay with Vodafone. Mm. They get, as it happens for me, the wife's phone, mm. data and all that, mm. maybe 30 quid a month, every single month. Just keeps going. I oh, don't yeah. care. Yeah. If it come along and said, would you like to be with Everton Mobile? Mm. And it'll save you money. Or it's ever so slightly more expensive. Mm. But it's for Everton. I'd go there. Yeah, that's, that's what good. Tesco do. Yeah. What do you think Tesco club card is? Mm. It's to find out what you've got so that they can sell it to of you, course. right? So, so if he's trying to exercise very simple leveraging your customer base type stuff, yeah. and it's come out in a certain way and then got rubbished. Yeah. But that would be an eye opener. We'd have mm. a, you know, we'd have a bloody person accountable for for, for, for partnerships that actually generate money right. rather than partnerships that yeah, just right. make us say they should be bigger than they're not. Okay. Make sure, hit the like button. There's too many here. Uh, again, not, well, we're going to finish now, but too many just bored, sitting and not pressing. Just the 1300, what's it? The moment, it's just, yeah. you know, that again, that's the apathy Sorry, of, people of Everton. Yeah. Um, Richo, I, yeah, absolutely. People, a lot of people might not have any spare cash. I get that. Absolutely get that. But if, if people have, then it would be better, would it not, to spend it with our football club to try to create absolutely. more spare money? Cash. We all want a spare better cash thing. for what? No, like I said before, like try and get fans to spend a bit more. No, no, with no, no, the no, club. no, no, no. It's not about getting fans to spend a bit more. It's about getting fans to spend the money they spend somewhere yeah, else. Sorry, that's what I meant. The football club. To, sorry, that, that's sorry. what we're saying. We're yeah. not saying go and yeah, spend, no. go and buy a kit that you don't want. No, we're, no, what no. We're no, saying no. is, if you go the when pub, I said, yeah. Everton should create a scenario where you mm. where you go for one in the pub you go for, and then go right, lads, and we're not having a second one in here. We're going inside yeah. the ground because yeah, yeah. they've got great. That's what I meant. It's our meant. 
get more. This is what we money saw in when, the we, when we went to Germany. Yeah, not going we saw spend it somewhere a situation else. where the doors were open three hours before and the queues were around the block because no one wanted to go anywhere else but within the ground because the whole context of the ground is everything you needed. Tellies to watch the games that were on, loads of different food. And that's what I imagine the experience will be down at the new stadium. But like, why haven't we been trying to create that at Goodison Park? We've been okay. saying this for ages, keeping the ground open an hour after the game so you don't rush into a pub and you go, do you know what? I'm going to have one in here. I'm going to have a cup of coffee. There's loads of stuff we could have been doing, but all you'll ever get off the club is, oh, we can't do that. We can't do that. We can't do that. Why can't you keep the park end open so the players walk out of it so the kids can get the autogas undercover? And why are they getting their autogas? The mum and dad are getting a cup of coffee while it's raining outside, so, while traffic's outside. All these things that the club been doing, no, we can't do that. Oh, the council won't let... Bollocks. Bollocks. Been saying this for years at the football club. There's a lack of fundamental new ideas that it's always... Can't do that. Can't do that. Well, I'll tell you what you could do. You could... Pay an absolute fortune for all those lounges that you paid for three years ago and didn't do anything else to the rest of it. You kept all your money mates happy, but you didn't look after anyone else, did you? Nice one. Okay. To get that off my chest now. Fair if, play. Uh, we're nearly finished. Yes. Let's finish with one thing which everyone can reflect on, really. It's, it's not profound, right? It's just what, as the man was doing his speech there, so while his blood pressure comes down a little mm. bit, right? Mine's not that high, you know, Well, you're giving a good impression of it, no, yeah? No. Um, one thing I said to very senior people five years and more ago, mm. two very simple things, and a bit like you, he's just done, just you know, just spit them out, right? One is I'll buy a perpetual season ticket. Mm. I will give you fifty to hundred pounds every single month for the rest of my life. Just show me where to sign, and I'll do it. If you want me to pay in advance, because I can afford it, probably right. I'll pay in advance. That'll help your cash flow. No one's ever even tried. Right. The other one is, I also explained to people, um, and nobody really pulled me on this when I went and looked at the hospitality for the new stadium. A decision on hospitality at Bramley Moor, for me, I have the good fortune, it's not a financial decision. Mm. In other words, I can afford to go in the fancy lounges, but I want the real experience of being in the stadium, being with me yeah. mates, being pissed off, being happy, and all that sort of stuff. And part of the art of a new stadium is you can do both those things. You can have the the nice loungy thing but you can also mm. and Everton have done really well there because most of the hospitality seats are all in open spaces aren't they they're not, they're not in boxes and things like that adjacent to that I said I spend not less than £5,000 a year going to watch us play away from home there's two of us who go mm. that's £5,000 you could bite into almost by stopping me going to away games if it was an affordability thing and it isn't for me as I've explained right but I could then pay that with you instead mm. you know mm. put on 25 coaches every single week for 3,000 fans or whatever it is to go for next to nothing in return for them spending what they would have spent when they're back at home mm. and there's you can find a way you know you make the free travel accessible by, se by season ticket hold, all that sort of stuff just find a way to get more of my wallet to go into your bank rather than into somebody else's bank Right, I buy every streaming service known to man. I have mobile phones, I have leased cars, I have this, I have that, I have the other. I spend lots and lots of money on lots and lots of things, and everything could have a blue badge on it if you just played your cards right. Mm. Yeah. Do you know what? Yeah. If people were spending the same amount of money as I do with 
with my missus going to mm. away games because we don't all go on our own, do we? You go with somebody yeah. or groups or whatever. If, say, that was just turned off, it was like North America where pretty much the away fans is very, very few because mm. of distances and things. 3,000 people potentially spending a couple of thousand or 5,000 of its me or whatever going to away games per season. That's tens of millions. Mm. That's tens of millions. Mm. Now, don't sit there and go, no, 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 people want to go to away games. Of course they do. Find a way to get as much of that wallet as you can yeah. and find another 25 ways of doing it. Mm. And if they only generate £1 million each, you haven't got cash flow issues, right? They go away. Make the stadium capacity bigger as well. I mean, there's let's the, finish with that one. There's the simplest one, isn't it? Right. The people who made that decision are no longer with the company. So there you go. Let's right. just get this one built fixed. Yeah. We're gonna we're gonna finish now. This has been yeah. Thanks. Is it worse or better? Sorry, this depressed. I feel drained by the whole thing. Yeah, but we will be. They're just making it. The they're making me. Yeah. Can't wait to get to Brentford. Fair play to you. You're better than me. Will we attack? Will we go over the halfway line? Who knows? Know. Who knows? Well, he only picked Brantwaite because the fans got on his case. Mm. So maybe well, we'll well keep... it was interesting because I'd seen someone who said they were watching him Premier League years review and, and said, uh, God, I didn't realise like we you can you know cross the halfway line and have an attack on these Premier League years. <laughs> and score goals. And that's it. But there you go. Um, Felt sorry for better over the weekend. Listen, it is what it is. Some, people are, some people are very happy with, with what they're seeing and others aren't. No way. And that's, don't no they way. are? Miracle worker and all that. That's oh, that is, is right, No, well, that was because people are. Some, I've seen even in the comments here, it's not the manager, nothing to do with the manager with the lowest win rate ever. Everyone's got their own thing. Everyone at the football club needs to do better. The manager, the, the players get away with murder. The that recruitment team, the... CEO, everything. See, you know, the cosy thing, which the club's accused of, the, the, the industry's cosy, isn't it? And because of the threatening way that some re the relationships work, no journalist is going to ask a question like, do you think you're getting the best out of this squad of players? Because the natural reaction is that's an attack on me and you'll get a flippant mm -hmm. response and so on. When the reality is anyone who thinks he's a miracle worker or not, I personally do not believe he's getting the most out of this group of players. That's not to well, say... Well, he's not, because we've got one point out well, of 15. Well, that's not to Well, you could get the absolute most and more out of a group of players and still lose games, right? But the, the reality is, you know, it was quite, you know, a bloody dull uh, performance at the weekend, right? Didn't seem a huge amount of ambitions on or off the pitch to try and do something about it. We've had we've got the two teams immediately above us in the league. The only points both those teams have got, they got from us, mm. right? And we've lost four out of five. If this squad is a four out of five loss group of players, we're definitely getting relegated. So bring on administration, bring on a points deduction, <laughs> get, bring out your dead, take mm. all the hits now. If you're going to go down, go down mm. with you know with 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 the deck cleared, so to speak. And yet, yeah. that shouldn't be the case. Mm. That should not be the case at all. And yeah. the manager probably is, in some respects, impregnable for a while. But no, next, I don't know. But, the next two will. But the next game will always dictate that. Mm. Yeah. Uh, Dinner lady, the manager, he didn't have a striker for four games. He's had one for the last two, and we didn't win either. Right, I'm going. The uh, quarter past two will be live on more than a game. It'll be Jack and Ped. Ten I just minutes. nominated that. So. 
make sure just stay there the link I think you're going to do the link pad you have do you done it fancy link thing Ned's done it hasn't he Ned have you done it oh Ned's done it that Half easy ago, hit the like done. button on we the way out take it easy and see you people see you later enjoy